Blog Talk Radio. This is Saida Garrett, and I'm tuned in to Intro to Info with my girl, Makisha. You are listening to Intro to Info with your host, Makisha from D.C. That's me, open-minded, business-minded, spiritual, a little hood, and very nerdy and down-to-earth. And Queen of Hearts from Florida. She's so ladylike, family-oriented, quick-witted, and a real pillar in her community. On our platform, we discuss anything imaginable, but we talk a lot of pop culture, current events, and speak on our personal life experiences. We interview fantastic guests with unique stories, and Lord knows we just have organic fun. And check this out. If you want to join in on the fun, call in at 515-605-9376. We are live on Saturdays from 9 to 10 p.m. EST on the J. King Network. If you are an info for info, tune in to Intro to Info. Love Talk Radio. This is Saida Garrett, and I'm tuned in to Intro to Info with my girl, Makisha. You are listening to Intro to Info with your host, Makisha from D.C. That's me, open-minded, business-minded, spiritual, a little hood, and very nerdy and down-to-earth. And Queen of Hearts from Florida, she's so ladylike, family-oriented, quick-witted, and a real pillar in her community. On our platform, we discuss anything imaginable, but we talk a lot of pop culture, current events, and speak on our personal life experiences. We interview fantastic guests with unique stories, and Lord knows we just have organic fun. And check this out. If you want to join in on the fun, call in at 515-605-9376. We are live on Saturdays from 9 to 10 p.m. EST on the J. King Network. If you are an info for info, tune in to Intro to Info. Once again, it's on. You all, welcome to today's episode of Intro to Info. I'm your host, Makisha, broadcasting live from Washington, D.C. Very happy, very happy to have you in a place to be. And we're here every Saturday from 9 until 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We host from the J. King Network, and he has a bunch of great shows with a bunch of great content. And so if you're interested in anything that's do with womanhood, or manhood, or music, then we probably where you want to hang out, chill, get your get your swerve on. But uh, I cannot do this by myself. I promise to God. First of all, thank you God for my blessings because first and foremost, you are the reason why everything. But Queen of Hearts, she is um, also the reason why, and she has scheduled our guest tonight. So I want to bring her on tonight. And just have her say hey, and I and I miss you. First of all, how you doing? <laughs> I miss you too, sis. I'm doing lovely over here, about to blow away with this wind down here in Florida. But you know what? I'm gonna hold it down like I do. <laughs> you better. You better. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh-oh, the audio that went out. I'm sorry about that, Queen. Can you hear me? Can hear you now. Okay. I All think right. Sorry, Jack. I think you got over there and started jumping up and down and hit the mute button. <laughs> Sometimes that happens when you get a little too excited. That's why maintaining composure is, is super important. <laughs> so. 
look, without further ado, you know, you you um invited our special guest on the show, so I just want to hit the ground running with, with her. So I want to speak on who she is and what it is that she does real quick. Um, appearing on uh, Influence Me TV would be life-changing for me. She said her name is uh, Christelle Miles, and she's the owner of KOZ Essentials LLC, also known as uh, K Goody Collection. She offers natural hair artistry as K Goody, the natural hair guru, and manufacture and distributes the K Goody Collection products. Um, I really, that's enough for me to go on because it's so much going on with us black women in our hair. So, so K Goody, I'm going to take you off a mute. Hey, you guys, hold on real quick. Excuse me, because last night at the concert, I was really yelling, and so I'm a little hoarse. But I, I, I want to get something Yeah, I, listen, I, let me say something. MC Light was in the place to be. The brat was there. Trina, I, it was uh, Yo-Yo, and it was Moo Moo Fresh, uh, Mama Soul. And my voice is just rather hoarse, but I, 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 I was reading your bio earlier, and I was very much inspired because I want to know your opinion on why black women need somebody to help to rejuvenate their hair in the first place, in your opinion. Um, in my opinion, oh, first of all, before I even start, let me give you Queen your flowers and say thank you for uh, providing a platform for other people that look like me, fan and enlarge their territory. Thank you for bringing your humble words. Thank you for bringing forth an opportunity for others to be able to grow and, and, and basically to stand in the stage for the seasons you guys are planning right now. So let me give you y'all flowers first before I even start talking about me. <laughs> okay. But I, from my perspective, um, I think that it has a lot to do with self-segregation. Even though we're 400 years or more than 400 years outside of slavery, we're only third or fourth generation outside of slavery. So most of us, um, I know in my age demographic, my great-grandmother was a slave, and I'm only 40. So that's two generations back that we were not educated, we were not upheld, we were taught that the first thing that we should do is cover or uh, lend to the, the, the belittling, anything that will make us look, appear, or uh, uphold anything Black about us. So we're just now coming to a new season where our core hair is being embraced, where our natural appearance and just like literally laws are just now being passed in, in this century and in our generation, we're legalizing it for us to walk outside wearing and sporting the hair that grows naturally from our scalp. So it's important for you to have somebody that's on your team that not only respects the history behind our hair care, but also understands the love and the integrity that has to come behind the work that is so godly. That's how I feel. I feel like this is the closest work to being godly, even more so than a pastor, because a, a doctor can't make a woman or a man feel the way they feel when they get out of that chair, you know? So that right there alone can help either build you up or break you down. And that type of control, you have to work with somebody who understands the integrity that comes behind doing that job. So that's just my opinion on the matter. Mm. Mm. Powerful, right, sis? <laughs> it's, it's so powerful because, I mean, lately I've been on my kick. Um, I want to bring Tam on. Tam, I'm going to take you off mute, but i I got to say a couple pieces of of, of words real quick. Uh, I don't know if you noticed last night we were at the uh, the, the hip-hop honors and uh, the Brett's wife, they was, mentioned her name, um, which is Jessica DuPart, a.k.a. Uh, the Real B.B. Judy, with the uh, miracle drops, and I was just going crazy. But it's because, um, first of all, she's living out loud. Her and Debra are living out loud. But second of all, because they are, or Jessica is rather, um, creating a platform where, you know, if you if you have a bald spot, we we can fix that. Or if you have um, uh, some type of loss of hair, we can fix that. And I'm glad, Queen, that you brought somebody that we could relate to 
uh, firsthand that the same thing can happen. Because for whatever reason, us black women have to do it. Although we have the strongest strands of hair. How you doing, Tamika? How you doing tonight? Hi, I'm here. What's up, girl? Tamika's in the place to be. Tamika Tamika be working while she's working with me, so we all, she's working dual jobs, so we have to just kind of be accommodating to her. But I just respect any woman who is, first of all, knowledgeable enough to know what the hair needs in the first place to make it grow, to make it strengthen, to awaken it, to rejuvenate it. Because um, part of us being black is, you know, we have that melanin, excuse me, I'm the exception to the rule, but, you know, black people have that melanin <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> where uh, that's a protective measure against the skin. And so is the hair being thick and coarse. It's another uh, protective measure against the sun, which we had to work in for, for, such, for such a long time. And, you know, anybody mm-hmm. can weigh in, but I'm just ranting, but I just, that's how I feel. Oh, that, that's, that's powerful what you said because it's true. And if you look at us indigenously, we come from very hot climate. And in order, if you look at the scalp, it's so raw. I always tell my clients to think of it with the same care that you treat your vagina. With the same care. You have to be mindful of what you're putting on it because it's an uh, so Basically, you got to think of your scalp, those little dots you see on your scalp, those are open mouths. And anything that you put into it, it's going to reap a harvest. And I can just give you a little bit of my testimony. My products didn't come um, because I, I paid a chemist or, or and it came out of me. Um, I was stabbed 16 times. And the majority of the blows I took were to my head. So I walked around for probably about five years with patches in my head, um, mastering how to cover them. And it wasn't until I started introducing my hands to other people's heads that I realized that I can't talk about healthy hair and not live in my truth. So that's when I started doing research and I started trying to understand how are these elderly women in Africa walking around with hair to their butt. And I'm not talking about the silky, good, cooling hair. I'm talking about that good, cool, cool, you know what I'm talking about. But these, yep. these queens and kings' hair is, is hanging you know, you know, it's hanging. How is that possible? And I found that they were using, they weren't using stuff from the store because the stores didn't sell stuff for me. And then I started digging a little bit deeper and I understood that up until just two years ago, the FDA did not regulate the hair care industry because 86% of the revenue community. So they knew if they wanted to work with soft kill mechanisms to help the population control, that they could put those ingredients into these products. And, and as much as I love um, Madam C.J. Walker, but Madam C.J. Walker was another victim is the same as how the gentleman who was given cocaine to take into the hood. She was given these same things to bring to us to make us look more like a European descendant, giving us all the things that we were wanting for so we can fit in, never knowing that those ingredients were killing us. We're turning our women into bald head old ladies if they were not cancerous or dealing with other ailments. And it's not only killing the people who are receiving these treatments, it's killing the stylists who are implementing these treatments at an even faster rate. These women are walking out of the salons every day with their hands peeling, coarse, degraded, all for, for them to implement a style or different techniques that were never intended for our betterment. So this is what made me decide, you know, I have to be the stand in the gap. So I don't endorse chemical treatments. I'm exclusive to the natural hair community. I do not use heat or implement any type of products or introduce your hair to any type of products that will be detrimental to the long-term health of your hair. And I've lost clients because of this, and I've gained so many more because of this. But I think it's important for us to accept who we are. You know, the Lord gave us coils to light, not to lay low and waywardly, but to raise high to the sky. So who are we to take away that blessing? It's now time for us to stand in our truth and acknowledge and atone us for who we are. So I made sure that my products were crafted in a way 
that will target the things that we are most having problems with, which is moisture, retention, and overall stylability. Because I get tired of really saying being natural is too hard. I don't like combing my hair. But do you realize that comb was never created for you? The hot comb was invented for Europeans to be able to straighten the hair to remove or sign of being having any type of coffee in their cream. And these are the lies that have been perpetuated along throughout this journey of, of black womanhood. Nobody, nobody wants to tell the truth. So I, I, I believe in um, Judy Hustle. I, I love her for that. But I will not walk the same path as her because I will not perpetuate using ingredients that were not chosen for my people. I do not white label. None of my products are, are shipped in to me, and then I put my stick. I make everything in small batches by hand. Not to say that I haven't been able to scale and send out a pilot order because I have, but to say that I make sure I keep control of it. I, I turned down a $2 million deal to sell my products, my recipes, because I believe in my people. And that white man turned around and told me that black people will never make you rich. And I said, well, they're making the Jewish men rich. They're making the Asian community rich. So why can't they do it for me? And my goal is every place and in every platform I go, I, I repeat tremendously as many times as I can. We are only third or fourth generation outside of slavery. So we are reconditioning ourselves to love a version of ourselves that we have yet to even see. And that right there is something that people, I just pray that people take away from the conversation. That the woman that you're looking in the mirror at right now is a version of yourself that your mother could have never seen. Your mother could have never walked into corporate America with an Afro. But you have the right to do that right now today. And for you not to stand up and do it, you are just a a part of the problem as a person who's perpetuating the, the issue. And see, I like that one lesson that you had on your page. I saw where you Mm -hmm. used that ice water. And I know uh, another hairstylist said, stop killing your hair, making it brittle and dry, taking out the natural oils, using all that hot water on your hair. We're supposed to be washing it and rinsing it in lukewarm water or cold water. And I sat and I Mm -hmm. thought about it, and I said, huh. So I saw your video where you was mixing and using that ice in that bowl with that cold. I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. When I saw this, everything came bright like a sun. I said, you know what you're talking about, because I looked at your hair and see how healthy and pretty your hair was, and you walked up to me, hey, sis, and I'm like, hey, girl. And we just connected (laughs) like we knew each other forever. And you yeah, say, let me yeah. let me do your hair. And I said, I got you. When I start running and I can sit my behind still, I'm going to call you so you can do my dreads. Did I not tell you that at okay. the, um, the meeting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to stop calling them dreads, too. I would like for you to call them locks because dread yes. is a westernized way of degrading yourself. And you don't, you, this, is, this is your crown. This is your crown. This is your energy. And this is your light. So it's not dread. There's nothing dreadful about it. They're locked. Okay, I'll call them. Yeah, the translation for lock is strength. And when you make the choice to lock your hair, you are saying, fuck you. Excuse my French. I apologize if I'm not allowed to use that language. But you're essentially saying F you. Essentially saying F you to westernized culture and accepting and embracing all that is love. Because now you are, are, are holding in all of the strength. Every, every ounce of it. And the longer that your locks close, the more highly connected. Oh, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I wish I would have locked my hair a long time ago. Um, but I was just, I, I don't think I was spiritually, emotionally, I wasn't ready. And when I became ready, it's like everything just started aligning. Things that I wanted um, happened, even if I didn't like the way that they happened, they happened. Um, but, you know, the universe is just so perfect in that that every everything that other other people consider to be a negative thing about my life, I just consider it to be grooming for where God is taking me and where I am right now. Because had no those things not happened, like if I had not been fast fifteen times, I would never have had a reason or a yearning to see how to grow my hair. Because before that, my hair was so thick, so pretty, so long. So you know, even 
would just it, it, it grooms me for where I am right now. I would not even, I wouldn't know how to relate to a woman sitting in my chair in tears about a bald spot because I wouldn't understand that emotional torture that you feel when you're looking in the mirror, you don't like what you see. So that right there, all of those things work together. And I think that it's important for people to understand if they don't take anything from me that nothing and nothing in my life, I will ever consider a loss. I don't like for somebody to say, I'm sorry that happened to you, and I wish that wouldn't happen to you. That's diminishing, mm-hmm. and that's belittling the blessing that God gave to me. Because I don't take losses. I take lessons. And if he didn't feel like I was strong enough to take from what I had and turn it into something great, he wouldn't have given it to me. So I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for each stab wound that I had. I'm grateful for each kidnapping. I'm grateful for each rape, sodomy, whatever, Lord put in my path, I'm grateful for it because those lessons allow me to be a blessing to somebody else, and that is what the purpose is. Mm-hmm. Yes. And see what that, you mentioned like in Africa the stuff that they use on their hair. I noticed that they use a lot of that orange clay in their hair. What No, that? no, 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 no. Let, let, let me, let me, um, let me, wrap, let me wrap that, around. let me, let me pull that back. <laughs> What you're seeing is um, what you're seeing is marketing. That's basically what you're seeing. You're seeing somebody who's using images that they saw to market the sales of their product. Um, those, when you see those women rubbing their hair with the clay, that is a spiritual thing. Um, that is more or less to do with their religion. The same way, where um, I'll give you another example. Uh, women love to buy, I'm sorry, people might not like me because I'm going to say what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it. Um, but a lot of women love to buy the wigs, you know, human hair wigs. And, oh, it's the best because it's coming straight from India. But you understand that the Indians are shaving their hair as a physical sacrifice to their indemnity, to their God. So you, what you're doing is you're picking up you know what I'm saying, something that they are using for a religious sacramental or religious or ceremonious thing, and you're using and you're trying to transform it into something as a reason for why their hair looks like that, when their hair looks like that because of genealogy, because of DNA. The same way as a lot of women that they're indigenous from the New Orleans, they have more of a soft or silky texture hair because a lot of the French slave owners there were sleeping with the slaves there that made a lot of, hello, is genes. So you can't assume because this woman's hair, no, 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 sweetheart. You, they got to go below the surface. And a lot of times um, people, people uh, simplest fix is always the right fix for some people, but always it's never the simplest fix. Because no hair product, I don't even claim my hair products to be, yes, my product, people use my product, the hair grows, I have hundreds and thousands of reviews, but I am probably the, one of the only people who sell hair products that say there is no secret recipe for growing hair. When you start paying attention to your scalp and giving it the love and the attention that it needs, because you're trying this new product, of course you're going to see results. But it's not just about that. Your emotional has, well-being has to be in check. Your, your health has to be in check. All of that has to be in check for your hair to grow. I can tell you just right now, I have a long-time client. I started her locks five years ago. Her locks are to her butt. I've had to help her grow her hair three times because when she's going through something emotionally, the middle of her hair falls out. Boy. And she never comes when it first starts. She always comes when there's a complete patch, and now we have to start from ground zero. But it's all directly aligned with what's going on in her life. And she needs that time away from whatever's stressing her out in, in her life. That's when she comes and sits here. Those couple of hours she spends with me is helping her get back into alignment. Because we're not just doing here. We're also praying. We're also ministering. We're also speaking life over her situation. We're also making her smile. We're getting her to laugh. We're sipping on different waters and wines or maybe a little THC, whatever she's needed. So when she walks out the door, her crown has been readjusted, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, and all of that. And then now, all of a sudden, her hair is growing again because she's now gotten back to that routine. 
So it's not just about the products that you use or who you go. You have to be consistent with everything you do in life. And your crown is no different. This is the highest identity that you have before you reach the heavens. So you have to give it the most love. And if you're allowing everything else to drain you, it's got to come from somewhere. Your chakras are going to start to deplete. And when your head starts to deplete, then that means you're drained from everywhere else. There's nowhere else to go. So you got to fix them. We're at 515-605-9376 in case you want to weigh in. The number again is 515-605-9376. We're talking hair. We're talking African-American hair for women and and the things that make it grow and the things that don't make it grow. And and our special guest is talking about how it's even more deep-rooted than what we think it is. Because, I mean, I'm looking back over my life. Tamika texted me. She's looking back over her life. It's a bunch of people texting me just saying, like, but I ain't know, I didn't know that this was an effect, you know, or a, a byproduct of, of how hair grows. It, it's true. And I'm glad, um, Queen, that you invited our special guest on because it's reinforcing what we probably already knew, quite frankly. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a sad truth because as as we grow, we the the hair gets damaged, and you, you could you could relate it. You could relate it a lot to to not taking care of the hair, to relaxers, to not trimming your um what's it called clipping your ears or tri- trimming your edges. What is it? Clipping clipping your ears, I think. But um, it's, it's all relative. You have to. They some. I remember this young one young lady who had a hair almost down to her ankles, and she said, "Treat your hair like a plant." I mean, you've got to keep something in it to, to moisturize it and keep it alive. So, mm-hmm. Waya, Tamika, special guest, Queen of Hearts, like, what, what do you say to that? I, I agree. I've, I've had a, a journey. Um, and as a, you know, a child, my mother got tired of dealing with the hair. So, of course, I got that relaxer and... Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that I had a natural curl pattern until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. And I stopped getting relaxers and I cut all my hair off and I let it grow back in. And I was like, wow. I said, mom, was my hair always like this? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it just, it just really made me pause. And I was like, why would you ruin this? you know, with a relaxer, like, I just, I didn't understand it just because you didn't want to take that extra time to care for it. So, you can't, you can't, you can't um, also, I apologize for interrupting, but you got to remember, there was no science to it then. At that moment, there was nobody saying that that was okay. There was nobody saying that this is the proper way to treat this. The only thing that they were told was cover it or cut it. So then you, you have to be mindful of that. And it's just so great that you brought that up because you just showed the transition that only one generation of transition, just look how much uh, the shift in thinking of how much love has grown for just the hair in general. Because I, can, you, can you think of when you went to school? If your perm was too far out of bounds, you got picked on, <laughs> mm-hmm. or if you were that one kid who didn't get a perm, like me, for a hot second, you know what I'm saying? That person, that one kid, who, I know I was the one who mom braided down the edges. <laughs> <laughs> but now those styles are styles that women are paying hundreds of dollars to facilitate. But when, mm-hmm. when I was a child, I got picked on for wearing my hair like that. So it's just it's it's just it's it's so tremendous that it's just I'm glad you shared that. I apologize for interrupting. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. I just and I, I agree, you know, but I still feel part of that was just some laziness or in. Um, because I had a lot of hair. <laughs> and it was like I got tired of her yanking me from side to side, you know, um, trying to figure it out. So um, but I love my natural hair, uh, and I've, it's been natural for, oh, 
probably maybe 16 years now. Um, and I just wanted to kind of piggyback on what you were saying earlier about what you put in your hair. I was I worked as a receptionist in a holistic salon, and mm-hmm. you know she was teaching me about reading labels and um, you know how you the stuff in the beauty supply or whatever. She's like these first three ingredients are it's just trash, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it only takes I think it's six seconds for something to absorb in the scalp. Hello. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> that alone just really opened my eyes to, like, wow, you know. So imagine if it's um, just some made random oil that you're using, but what about all those years you were putting that lie in our hair? You know, the mm-hmm. damage that you've done to the cell itself, you know. Um, yeah. So I applaud you for doing your due diligence and really taking the time to embrace um, you know, this journey and educating people on on how to take care of their crown, you know? Yeah. Well thank you. Thank you, Queen. I really feel um it was it was what saved me. Um I don't know if you got that far into my bio, but starting the launch of my company was a lot harder for me than it would have been for most because I did start my company while I was still a fugitive on the run. So a lot of the stuff that and the um, pillars that I hit were pillars that a lot of people may have considered to be um, even like how to how to f you know what I mean like you know to the seems unacceptable or like I'm not even unacceptable or unbelievable if you will mm-hmm. um, even the judge himself when I was in court last <laughs> um, last year when he took the time to actually research what I've been doing while I was quote unquote allegedly on the run. He, 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 he was very poignant to say, well, how do you, were you doing so much press and being so active in the community if you are hiding? And I, this is what he asked the district attorney, like how was she able to do all these things if she was hiding? Like she never put herself in a position that she was out of touch or out of out of reach to you guys. You guys just waited ten years to bring her forward on something allegedly. So all the charges were dropped and dismissed. But just that's just to say that I, I pray that people take my story and don't take it as oh she's glorifying that life. No, I lived the life that I lived before this. But all of it, as I said, it grew me for where I am now. Because had I not. Worked, walked on that side of the street. It was still a business, and it taught me how to function a business, and it taught me about scaling. It taught me about wholesale. It taught me about different things that I think that I put me ahead of the curve and allowed me to sustain and work and, and do everything necessary to grow my business to six figures while still under the cloak of uh, fugitive warning. So I say that to say that I, I just hope that people get inspired and say, like, shoot, I don't got nothing holding me back. Why don't I just jump off the cliff? Why don't I just start that business? Why don't I just, you know, get, ask for that raise? Why don't I just have that baby? Why don't I just get married? All of those things that you may think that's holding you back right now, those are not obstacles. So if if I can do whatever what God has been blessed, blessed me to do in spite of that, imagine what you can do with you know, just a little, you know, a little issue like money. <laughs> hmm Yeah, because when you told yeah, that to me and I said, I said, sis, it was your time. And what they're trying to pin you with, they ain't have enough evidence. You know what I'm saying? And you being out there, being a community activist, being on the scene, like you say, hands-on, whatever, whatever, that judge, he took all of that into credibility. He said, this this not so. What y'all trying to say, no, it ain't going to fly. And I kept saying, that's not your calling. It was your time, and God had you on that. And that's what I told you when mm-hmm. I met you. God had you. He got something better planned for you. And you on a mission, yeah. still on a mission, keep moving with it. That's in the past. Let the past stay back there. Keep moving. Oh, yeah. Keep and moving. that's the reason why I, I go I go full force with it, and I make sure that I create content that's going to help other people be educated. I wrote um, the blueprint to retail to help other people turn their e-commerce thoughts or visions into full-fledged businesses. 
um, providing at least 100 vendors. I've actually got an invitation to the White Label Convention this year so that when I do relaunch the uh, Blueprint to Retail 2.0, I will have an abundance of vendors. Um, so because that book, they get a lot of traction. Um, so it gives you everything that you need to take it from ideas and any idea that you have all the way into the business phase and even shows you the ins and outs on how to land your products onto Walmart.com, Amazon, eBay, SD, and even store shelves locally. Um, so I made sure that I documented the journey and made sure that it, that the next person's journey will be a lot easier than mine because you can imagine um, the circle of friends that I had before I decided to become too legit to quit was not the most um, upstanding, and they didn't know how to run a legitimate business. So I had to start from scratch, and I literally went to an accelerated business course that the sheriff's department of the same prison that I was incarcerated in was hosting. And I didn't find this out, so I was too far in it. I was already, you know, I didn't find this out until I went to pitch my business, and the sheriff was sitting in the front row. But they actually picked me, and I, that's how I got my business off the ground is a grant from the sheriff's department while I was on the run. So, um, but I just I say all that to say that it's important for you to have the knowledge going into it that it will be work, but don't get overwhelmed because once you have a plan and be strategic with your movement, this is something that can happen for anybody. And I think it's important for the black community to understand that we need to get out of the want space and get into the essential space, especially since we just saw um, this pandemic that just happened. Um, it didn't teach us anything. It taught us that we need to make sure that we live our life with intention and be ready for anything. So I encourage anybody and everybody to start something. This is something that you, that, that you have residual income coming in that's specifically from you, from you, about you. So we can start legacy building and breaking some of these generational curses. And see, I'm pretty sure your book ain't going to break you because I done went to some some meetings where Damien from Shark Tank had it, and then they told us, oh, can y'all show like 2400 for this list of information of how to get into real estate, who to turn to to get money to pay for the land that you could buy using other people's money and spend your money. And I'm looking like, you told us to come to this meeting so you could give us this information, and now you want us to jump through another hoop to get that intel from you? Two thousand four hundred. Oh, no. oh man, like no, I don't I play those type it. of games. Honestly, I was giving the book away, and then my mentor was like, "Hey, this book has way too much stuff in it. This is too much. You can't do that." So I charge eleven dollars and eleven cents. Um, I'm strategic with the numbers because eleven eleven means I'm pouring into you. I believe in you, and this eleven eleven is a sign for a transition into a new phase and a new a new renewed you, a better you. So I believe in you enough to give it to you at that price, just so that you're making a small investment, but also to sow into your into your seed. Um, but I also, just for you guys, um, you guys can put in the, I gave me an exclusive promo code for y'all, where you can get 25% off of anything on my website. You go to katiepincollection.com, and the uh, promo code is NYFLAVOR. So just NY flavor, all one word. You use that promo code, you get 25% off of anything on the website. Speak my language. Speak <laughs> 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 my language. And see, Key, she loves to read books and stuff like that. I'm I'm surprised that she over the query, but I know her voice is her and her, so I'm kind of trying to help her out with, you know, doing a lot of talking because normally she do most of the, the talking and everything. But she had such a good time last night at that concert. And I wish I could have yeah, came up there because I would have been a jug bunny. I'd be sore, can't talk, can't move, can't nothing. But, um, Real yeah. You Queen, know, we have we have every intentional coming to Florida to see you, Queen. That's myself, yeah. uh, Tamika, as well as my sister. But I, I, and I want everybody's kind of viewpoint on this because when I was really young, my mother put almost nothing in my hair, but she made sure to comb it through, and it was very thick. Mm to the point where I hated her to comb through it. 
But it was, it really wasn't at that point necessary for any type of um, water, grease, moisturizer. It just grew. Like it it, almost, it it came with me, and it came with my sister. We were, we both had a lot of hair as young people in Tamika and Queen and K Goody. Like I want to know if, if that's the case with you all. And it's like it's almost like we don't even need the extra stuff. It's just it's a bonus. If you will, but I remember as a choice. I'm gonna go last. I'm gonna go last. Okay. Oh, she got a lot to say. My name is Renee. I got a lot to say. Go ahead. Go, Tim. I'll take first, second leg. I'll take second leg. I'll let Tim take the floor right now. Wait, what are you doing? I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So I see. Yeah, when you, was a shorty, when you was a shorty, oh. did your mother, was it necessary for your mother to moisturize your hair, or did it just grow because you was a young black little girl? Because that was the case with <laughs> me and my sister. So experience. Oh, my experience, I hated getting my hair done. So my hair was all the way down my back because every Saturday my mother washed my hair, Saturday morning, and she used that sulfur eight. The stinkiest shampoo <laughs> in the world. But my hair grew, so that's why she kept using it. And it was a horrible experience. It took like hours, but that was the that was my experience. And my hair has always been long till I was twelve and I put that relaxer in it and, you know, it went to hell. But that was my experience. Um, as a young one growing up, yeah, I had that thick, long, pretty hair, but it was like a massive, max, wrestling match <laughs> when mm. my mom was doing my hair because, I mean, most of us don't like to sit still and your your attention span is, what, five minutes. And then they sit there like Tam mm. say, you're doing a two-hour hair doing, you think I'm going to sit there on my behind between your legs still when I could be outside with the other kids playing. So I used to get the comb mm-hmm. against my forehead or the brush knocked up against my head, sit you behind still, kind of, you know, rigmarole. It was the same ritual. And I'm like, no, nah, I just want to mm-hmm. go. But um, what she used on my hair, um, Vaseline a lot of times and water, and it would come like I had candy curls. That's how good my hair mm-hmm. was for she would use the uh, Miracle Grow on my hair or castor oil, not castor oil, um, mineral oil on my hair. And with the different backgrounds, depends on how my hair turned out after she washed it. Sometimes it'll be straight like I had a perm, or it'll be curly like I had a jerry curl, <laughs> and I didn't, or, you know, kinky. Depends on the season and the time of the year. Because, like, this one lady say, we call our hair, like you say, coming in from the roots. Roots is like a tree. And your your hair, when you mm-hmm. go outside and that moisture hit it or that humidity hit it, do it not grow and go up and start going up towards mm-hmm. the sun? You know, we mm-hmm. it's more than just a crown. We we walk in trees, basically, you know, and our hair yeah. going to go where the sun is at. It's going to go in that direction. So, I mean... That was my, my little ritual, and that's what all she used in my hair growing up. And mine was down to my butt at one point, and I got sassy and cut it off. So I hate I did that. Because <laughs> now I'm buying hair when I had hair. And that's stupid. My daddy said, why you cut your hair when you had hair? He said, what's this when it make you had hair? You done cut it, and now you got this other piece of hair in your head. You remember how they used to say, oh, pee They got other people. hair. <laughs> Girl, look at that stuff out your head. But yeah, yeah, I miss my hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I can concur with the other queens. Yeah, when I was a youth, my hair was luxuriously long, um, and my mother did not use much of anything but grease and water, and some pink lotion. On time, <laughs> and, and you know, mm. and I think that that has a lot to do with it. This is this is how I, how what I know to be true is how I I handle my business as far as my hair care. 
And that's the reason why I focus on protective styling. Um, and that's probably the reason why a lot of my clients' hair is growing because I don't put stuff in people's hair. I don't even use edge control. It's maybe on the hairline, and that's just to give you a little bit of razzle-dazzle. Um, but I don't use heat to blow it out straight. Um, I think that if you use heat to straighten the hair to create a sleek or smooth face, then you shouldn't be working with natural hair. Um, you should never have to degrade the hair from its natural state in order to achieve a look. And if you have to, then that's not a style that's meant for natural hair. Um, and unfortunately, there's not a lot of um, of shared consensus across the board because a lot of times more people are more focused on the finish than all of the steps that it takes to make sure it's a healthy finish. Health should always be paramount first because I don't think that anyone goes into their elderly years or wants to go into retirement having to go to the beauty supply or to the beauty salon every two weeks. The goal is to become into your elderly years, like as my grandmother, and she really, your hair should be in a state where you understand it and you understand how to maintain it to where you should be, it should be a little bit more calm, you know? Um, but unfortunately, we're still learning. And I just, I completely agree. The least amount of product you use or introduce in your hair, the more healthier it will be. And that's just the bottom line of it is you have to be mindful of what's in the bottle. Turn it around and read it. And if alcohol is one of the first three ingredients, and by no matter which name they call it, it's an estrogen and it's going to be sucking the moisture out of your hair. Um, even simple stuff like shampoo. The shampoo is meant and it created and fabricated to strip your hair of its moisture. When as black women and in black, the black dysphoria as a whole, the moisture that our hair produces is necessary to maintain its health and vitality. So what, on what side, how, how do we fix that? So you're going to have to do something prior to you getting, adding that shampoo to your wash to make sure that you're oversaturated with moisture so it's washing off the extra moisture and not what your natural hair produces. So it's very important. You guys moisturize your hair with a, a, a clear oil, um, something that is definitely, make sure you understand what the carrier is of that oil. I'm not saying it has to be mine, but if you're getting from some somewhere else, just if it's coconut oil-based, it's a brand-new no-no, please do not. Coconut oil is not meant to go on the scalp. Um, it will have an adverse reaction with long-term use. And the pores and the, the molecules that's in coconut oil and shea butter and cantu and those different things, and I'm not talking about the product, I'm talking about the actual base, you know, like the, the stuff that it's made out of. Those molecules are too heavy to go on the scalp. I, it, even, it makes me cringe when I see a braider slather edge control down the part so they can get a sleep part. <laughs> so, you know, within minutes, every ingredient that's in that edge control is being absorbed into their scalp and ran into their bloodstream. Anybody so who's on the be mindful. right mm-hmm. Anybody who's on the to you right now and has a question or a comment, press the number one so that we know that you, that you have your hand up. One of the things that I found is to be interesting to some of the young men who I encounter on a day-to-day they have huge bushes, and I say, "What do you do to make your bush so big?" They say, "Miss Beth, nothing. I just I don't do nothing to it. I just don't touch it." I'm like, "Your hair really grow that long, that strong, and it's that healthy, and you don't do nothing. You don't even wash it. No, nope. they just look up in the air like, no, I don't. I don't do nothing to it. Mm-hmm. It so speaks to how if we just leave it alone, no relax, not even no. I'm kind of." I'm, I'm, I'm a little right. I'm a little contradictory because I, I was just saying how you need to treat your hair as a plant, but to the black people whose hair grow out they out the, out like ten inches, they not doing nothing to it but not touching it. I said, my God. Yeah, and that's it. A good mm-hmm. introduction into a protective style regimen, uh, especially if you've been dealing with a lot of uh, hair loss um, and, and having a lack of retention. The best thing to do is get on uh, a routine of protective styles. And protective styles for natural hair is not braids. I'm going to repeat it so the people in the back who might not mm-hmm. it up. A protective mm-hmm. style for natural hair is not braids. 
It can be swift, but it's not brave. Why is it not brave, Kay Goody? Because your hair will always revert back to its natural state. So no matter how good your stylist blows your hair out, no matter how good their tuck game is, a good hot shower, some vigorous workout, a wonderful night with your significant other, your hair will look like it's been in for two months while your homegirl who's got the relaxer can wear that style for three to four months. You don't have that luxury because it's just the same as you putting bone straight um, sew-in with your leave-out. You can't mix taco meat with silky straight. You've got to choose the side. And that's, that's, that's the legitimacy of it. I mean, there's no braider. That's why I don't accept braid clients. I don't. You've got to been working with me for a minute and understand that that style is going to be something we're going to do. It's going to be a temporary style, sweetheart. Don't come back to me three months later and think that that style is still going to look the same as if I would have did what your hair is supposed to do, especially if you're in the transition phase. And you're in the transition phase, you're keeping your hair from working in the straight world and now going to curly world. Your hair is confused. There's two different textures going on here, and you're telling it to comply. So how can you tell it to comply without teaching it? Your hair is a ligament organism, and the one thing that they will not say out loud, and what I can tell you is a fact, when you die, your hair continues to grow. It is a living organism. It lives wow. on even after you do. Wow. So there's no reason for you to treat it as anything else. Yeah. Hmm. So you have to be oh. mindful of that. Like I, you don't know how bad I. I know how to do a doggone feed and braids. I, I think they're pretty. Honestly, I don't think they're pretty. I think it looks like white girl braids. But I'm just that's just my opinion. But, <laughs> but, listen, but I know how to do I, them, and I, I turn away a lot of business because of that. I, I wish I would have talked to you before. Now I was using coconut oil from the organic kind out of the jar that they have in the cooking section on my oh, hair. Wow. And I and I had to and, and a lot of hairstylists down here they would say, Oh, that's the best thing to put in your hair when you get ready to bleach it and add color because it protects your hair. And they said, Oh, and it's also good to put on there the oil cap. Well I had to learn the hard way. Y'all finna crack up. Y'all finna crack up. I had to learn the hard way that don't wear that shit when you get out there to go to work. Because I went to go do an event outside, Ooh. and this shit just started running like water all <laughs> over the place, down my neck, around my forehead. People kept saying, Queen, you sweating that bad? I see you running around. <laughs> this shit with glistering like oil. <laughs> like your body glistering like oh, Look, this ain't no. This damn coconut oil. <laughs> Get ready for our chicken. <laughs> Girl, I'm going to laugh to myself. I didn't want to tell them that, you know, to have, you know, people scared, you know, that's not of us, you know. It's like, this girl got some damn coconut oil and it's running everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I'm sweating, y'all. I'm sweating. I'm saying to myself, but it's burning my eyes, though. Is that dirty coconut oil? I was talking to talk to you before then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crystal in your hair, honey. You know, and a lot of that, it, a lot of that is, is, is slave remedies. You know what I'm saying? It's just even like hair grease. They didn't tell you the reason why hair grease was introduced to the black culture is because as slave owners, there was a huge outbreak of life in the community. And the way that white people, excuse me, the Caucasian dysphoria, are able to contain life from coming and contaminating them is by putting grease on their scalp. So they gave it to the slaves and told them that it would make their hair grow. So we perpetuated this same slogan when in all actuality, hair grease is causing your pores. Because our pores are smaller than the Caucasian dysphoria. The oil that their hair secretes on their scalp needs to be washed or else it becomes um, fungus, mold, very smelly. Where with us, our hair needs that oil because our 
pearl powder is meant to protect it. So you got to think about it. It's taking, it takes a long time for the oil to get from the inside all the way down that curly shaft, whereas with bone straight hair, it won't take that long. That's the reason why when you do transition from from relaxed or chemically treated into natural, it's a totally different, it's culture shock. Because you're mm-hmm. now the things that you used to do on your perm's hair, you mm-hmm. can't do with natural hair. You know, you can't, you, so you, it's just like relearning yourself all over again. Um, I do, I, I wrote a book for that too, The Christmas the Coil. So I always, I always encourage a woman that's transitioning from the creamy crack baby into the coil to, to, to keep a journal, especially if you are a mother or want to be a mother or becoming a mother, keep a journal because that's going to be something that you're going to be able to share with your child, your daughter, even it may be your son, but that's going to be a side of you and that transition that you make. It, 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 it's evolutionary and it's, it's life changing. And I don't think that we document things enough because if you look at our history, there is no document or written evidence that black people existed two generations back. No birth certificate, mm-hmm. no yeah. written document, nothing. Yeah. So we have to and make that, sure that we're changing that. Yes, and, and a lot of that is very strategic. It was because the white man wanted to oppress us. I, I was just reading about this. I was reading a book called Black Fortunes and about the black people mm-hmm. who, um, uh, who were millionaires who existed before Madam T.J. Walker who were millionaires, mm-hmm. oh, but they yeah. didn't document them intentionally because they tried to keep that from us in generations to come. But it, it existed. But, you know, you can't really hold something back that was meant to be. So Madam C.J. Walker was that first footprint that was documented, so to speak. Well, she really wasn't, but she was the one that was documented on a level that it could bring history up to this point. I'm really glad that you yeah, said it because I'm reading that's, thoughts. That's because there was... That's, like I said, because there was a clear there was a clear person standing behind her to make sure of that. So that's something that we have to be mindful of. Our generational knowledge is passed on through verbally. So we're going based off of stories that we were told, that our grandmothers told us, et cetera, et cetera. So most of our mm-hmm. knowledge of who we are as a people is just verbal, you know, lineage. So we now have the opportunity now to change that so that the next generation of people, the next millennial, can see what we did, as opposed to being told, you know, because, you know, it's like a game of telephone. The story always changes when it gets to a different set of ears, so it's important for us to take time, journal, write things down, so that way we're keeping a good marker of what happened, so that way the generation mm-hmm. that follow us, they know who we are and what we stood for. Absolutely. We're down to our last who in a half minute? So how can somebody get in touch with you? How can somebody purchase your products or um, be down with your, with your movement? Please, uh, um, you know, promote that. Uh, I, you can find me anywhere. Even you can just Google K Goody. That's K G O O D Y Collection with a K. Um, that's the website as well. K Goodycollection.com. You can find me on every and all social media platforms. Either at K Goody Designs. Hey, Goody, in some type of way, Hey, Goody Collection, that's just how you can find me. And you can get me online uh, directly at I love Hey, Goody at Hey, Goody Collection.com. So I love at Hey, Goody Collection.com is the email if you need to get in touch with me directly. And I do have toll free 1 800 798 for customer service. And again, I want to thank you, women. I want to thank you, Queen, for providing this platform. I apologize if I over-talk y'all because I do have a dominant <laughs> personality sometimes. But I want to thank you for providing the opportunity for me today. Awesome. <laughs> no, we appreciate that. Um, any ball head scallywag ain't got no hair in the back. Hold on, can't oh. Uh, but no, that's what really we that, like um, you Did she say bald head, scallywag, oh, yeah, no right. hair in the back? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. New <laughs> NY flavor is the promo code where you can save 25%. You can post it on it's all what? your demographic platforms and tell everybody NY flavor. 
25 percent oh, off man. that's you guys the exclusive promo code and you can okay. so take it to take the collection and put it in at the last screen right underneath promo code and you put that in you get 25 percent off i order anything you want off the website you heard him. I'm trying to get you some. Oh, I'm trying to be bald headed. <laughs> you know, you know, scally, scally wag with the, with the salt. Ain't got no hand. <laughs> and listen, I heard that song the other day, and I said, "Kids, we used to get down to this." And they was like, "What's that song?" I said, "Fuck, fuck, chicken, chicken, fuck, fuck, chicken head." Oh, wow. y'all really dance to that? <laughs> 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 we don't want nobody around here looking like no love. Yeah, y'all go get the hair done. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> we have way too much fun on this platform. This is Intro to Info. We're on every Saturday, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the J. King Network on Blog Talk Radio. God bless you all. Happy Easter Sunday. Who having the Easter head egg scavenger hunt? I'm trying to do some boiled eggs with the little coloring on the thing thing. All right, you guys have a good week. We'll see you next Saturday. Peace. You know. <laughs> You know...